In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy Beck Did It Better. We're all the way up to number 29. We've got the Beatles with the White Album all the way back from 1968. Guys, uh, you know, we haven't seen each other for two weeks. It's It's been a lonely, lonely two weeks. But I did remember, in fact, to bring my radio. So let's uh, let's crank, crank it up. This, up. Let's crank up the crank radio. I'm going to crank it for a while here. And then uh, let's see, because I know that uh, according to now, it's closer to Valentine's Day than not. Although not when this comes out. Again, we're screwed on that front. But let's see it. <laughs> This is like a month after Valentine's Day. Closer to Arbor Day. R-O-B. This is your favorite late night DJ, Dr. Love. Back in action. We're going to open up the Dr. Love match. We're going to play matchmaker tonight. And to get things started, I've got a little song with a suggestion for who you can cuddle up with. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Go on a date with Russell. Oh, yeah. We hope that you will (laughs) go out with Russell. (laughs) All your dreams be fulfilled. Your life sucks until you've dated Russell. Whoa. (laughs) You're looking for someone with whom to have some fun. (laughs) You want a nice guy who makes money by the time <laughs> and on a date you'll listen to records stolen from his mom <laughs> he's got a big wang go on a date we hope that you will go out with Russell he's got an elliptical so match on Bumble swipe right on Russell yes when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, but you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. What's up, all you Beckerheads out there? Listen, uh, we're, we're we're talking about the Beatles' White Album. We all know Yay, that this, Beatles. this album is often pointed to as the reason that the Beatles broke up. So we need to be careful. This is this can be a real powder keg for us. Okay, so we got to look out. Uh, good thing I've been described as a combined Lennon and McCartney. So uh, this is unlike the Beatles. We would probably be better if one of us left. <laughs> all right. So I feel sad now that I said that. Let's introduce everybody. I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Excellent, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. I got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, I know why all of our listeners diverted. Rob, you were perverted too. I know why our Apple podcast ranking is inverted. Rob, we've alerted you. Aaron out in California. How are you doing, Aaron? Uh, I'm great, Rob. You guys always want to know what I'm eating. I thought about eating a soap impression of my wife and donating it to the National Trust, but I decided not to do that because that's, that would be weird. <laughs> what? Pregnant pause? <laughs> I'm gonna. I bet I'm gonna laugh at that when I'm editing. She has the touch of a gentle hand. <laughs> there you go. Matt knows. Oh, Matt knows. Someone listened to yeah. the album. Here's the deal. We are getting into this <laughs> album here on the Davenport of Love, and I have made a commitment to this episode. And I texted these guys earlier. This is going to be our cleanest episode yet. So, oh, so I was talking God. about soap. 
So it's going to be, I've licked my fingers and it's going to be just so clean. It's just crazy clean. I cannot wait to see how clean this episode is. And I will not be influenced by my terrible co-host to say terrible things. So let's oh, keep that your co-host again. We're your co-host oh, again. Oh, shoot. I can't believe I said that. Okay, let's go to the Bex line. So the Bex line is kind of complicated because this is actually a conversation I was having with somebody over the Bex line. So if you do text the Bex line, there is a chance you are going to get a creepy text back from the corporation of <laughs> Beck did it better. Let's listen. So... Would you be willing to post the top 500 list? You're right about the Rolling Stone website sucking. I'd like to listen before the episode, but I ain't got time for the scrolling and clicking through that website. That also might be a good idea for your social media followers. They can prepare to listen to the podcast by listening to the album. You could post the upcoming album the day you release the podcast. You need a new marketing director. Okay, oh. so I just want to say this. <laughs> to say that we have a social media following is a sick and perverted thing to say because there's like four of our friends following and then 25 other podcasts that hope that we somehow listen to them. Like that's all the people that follow us. So, And the other thing is I don't know who this person is that can't just find the list like in a non-Rolling Stone format. Like it's not that hard to figure no, out what album's coming hard. out. It's pretty Yeah. It's pretty hard, Matt. Matt, go through what the Rolling Stone list is, is a bastard. Yeah, there was, and I, it was before they did the remake, you know, like two days before we were supposed to do this. When was that? Was that back in like November? Oh my God. I can't even think about when that was. October, November. When did they change yeah, it was over? 2020, but, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Somebody had a good list before that. And now, yeah, there's nothing out there. And the Rolling Stone website is horrible. Rosie has the year knocked down. He's like, I'm pretty sure it's 2020. He's like, I <laughs> I think it's 2020. Like, that's the, as far as he's willing to go. Is that a, a vague guess of what year the, this event happened? I know it was before event January 1st, 2021. It's my understanding that they're also ripping us because we're not very good at marketing. And it's kind of unfortunate because I think only one of us knows how to use Instagram or Twitter or anything. So that mm-hmm. we're kind of struggling there, aren't we? Yeah, our Bumble account is also not doing very well. I will say that. <laughs> no, it is that. not. It is not. I, I could use, a, I could use a, a marketing director for that bad boy, too. Oh, no. I'm talking about the Beck did a better one. I've only gotten laid like four times, so I don't think it's working out that well. It's like I, I, I could do way better, I'm pretty sure, but trying to promote the podcast. All right, here. And then uh, so here. You need a new marketing director. And then I reply to this person. Good idea. Next up is Wu-Tang. Enter the Wu-Tang. Aaron is the marketing director. And then he replies. He has some room for growth in that role. That's what she said. Okay, so <laughs> this is actually very good. The joke they texted back was very good. But the point was is that they don't think we're doing a very good job of posting what's coming up. So I have made a commitment to our social media following. If you follow us on Instagram at Beck Did It Better or Twitter at Beck Did It Better, you are going to get one post a day. And I'm looking for memes. It's going to be memes about the show. It's going to be memes about the album. Not going to lie. If you're not listening to the show, a meme about Russ on the adductor machine with his shorts being ripped open is probably not going to make a lot of sense to you. But guess what? We're a secret club here in the Davenport of Love. And we are... Secret clean club, and we're going to do funny jokes that only you get. And if you talk about them at work, you will be almost instantly fired. So please keep that in mind. <laughs> the worst thing about me and the picture of the hip abductor machine was when I meant to text it just to you three, but I accidentally emailed it to everyone in my Hotmail account. <laughs> and it's just been a disaster. I like the idea that you still use Hotmail. That's probably my favorite part of that whole story. Everybody on my prodigy page. Uh, all right. And that was going back too far to show you how old I am. Wow. Way back. All right. Yeah. So let's get into everybody's favorite segment. Let's get into rolling going. It's, 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 By the way, it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling going. You like the rating segment better? Oh. No, the crowd does. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I get a lot of feedback from people saying, oh, we like the rain segment. Please follow our podcast. I don't uh, think anyone's ever made it that far in an yeah. episode. No one has ever our final rating system. I think we offered a dollar. Nobody ever stepped up to claim it, so you might be right. Apple Podcast does have a thing where I can listen to see when people stop listening to the thing on uh, the podcast app. I don't do that anymore. I looked at it once. It was very depressing. <laughs> you don't want to look at that. Yeah, we don't want to know. It's we like Rob's history of the album. Zero listeners. Oh, no. Somehow they skipped that whole section. I've gone through that at work. We do webinars once in a while and they track how long people are on the webinar. And whenever I look at that, it is always the most depressing thing in the world to know every time you come on and start talking, everyone bails. (laughs) (laughs) What a tangled webinar we we've shit. I couldn't even say the joke. right. (laughs) Oh, well, let's start over. Matt rolling going. How's it going with you? Yeah, it's going good. Going good. Um, I want to introduce a new segment to the podcast. <laughs> a new segment. Uh, All right. Yeah. I love these I, new segments. I'm trying to think of the, the good name for it. I, I was try, was workshopping it, and I think it's going to be called uh, Shit Grown People Do That Should Only Be For Kids. And if you're not, don't have kids with you, you really look like a dumbass. <laughs> mm, I like that name. It's a little subtle, yeah, but catchy. I don't know. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a little bit of snow in Minnesota. First thing's not going to be doing a podcast, is it? <laughs> <laughs> listen, I make my kids. I make my kids sit here on the bed while I'm doing the podcast, and they have to listen to me. Okay, and then they give me a thumbs up if they think a joke is good, and if they don't give me a thumbs up, then no food for them tomorrow. <laughs> so we went. I took the boys. I got two boys. We took them over about a block and a half south of us as a park, and it's got a sledding hill, right? And there is definitely like good areas to the hill and then like bad areas. Like, you know, nobody wants to go sledding on this little short part of the hill. Right? Kids are all but, smoking cigarettes on those part of the hill. But like it's packed. Don't go over there. It's the bad section. <laughs> it's think of it like an L, you know, then there's like the death section right in the middle where, mm-hmm. you know, they got all sorts of crust and you got to look out. So, but so I'm walking up with the kids and I'm looking and there's def- there's a spot between two big light poles. And it's really good for, for my kids, nice and steep and, you know, not too long. And they're not going to get caught by the crossfire and everything like that. But I'm walking up and I see like four adults standing up there, which is fine. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, there are spots taken, whatever. Then as you get closer, you're like, well, where is their kids? Their kids aren't here. You know, and then all of a sudden you realize it's just four, like 45 year old people that are just sledding on a hill when there's literally like 60 other kids here Freaks. they're taking up the best spot that's fantastic and they're just out there pretending like they're having a good time but it's like Heroes. it's like a kid i mean it's not like a it's not like a nice big long hill or something it's just and you know they're having like races and kind and they just to me i was like you just look like a bunch of hipster dumbasses hanging out out here and so i don't know i'm getting a little your buddy rob i think he's got me on the negative train and i'm Uh-oh. trying not to be so we'll <laughs> we'll train we'll try to change over next time but what what else do you guys think? What what else is out there that adults do that should be just be a kid's activity, but when they don't have kids with them, they look like dumbasses? Is there anything you got? Before we I mean, jump been, into that, Matt, do you think they looked at you and they're on a podcast right now talking mm-hmm. about annoying mean old dads and in the mean old things? Well, that they I didn't. Do I mean, I didn't confront them or anything. I mean, <laughs> I might have looked at them kind of with this little side eye as I was walking by. You judge? Did you? Yeah, judge? I judged. Nice, Always nice, judging. Nice. If Always it was an judging. early '90s movie, Matt would have been like. You, me, on the sled, winner stays, loser goes. We're racing for slips, baby. And his kids like, would be sitting there cheering him on, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. dad, yeah, lube, lube, up that, lube up that toboggan. 
And then if it were a 90s music video, it would have a super sexy Mariah Carey in a super sexy sledding outfit. Mm-hmm. Or wait, oh, I guess that's so, maybe so is doing quite Hide that form. Hide that form, please, in that snowsuit. <laughs> I love it. I also think that that's the kind of thing, Matt, where you uh, take the kids sledding and then like you go to this hill and you trudge up and you, you'd have to ask these 45-year-old men to leave. And then your kids go sledding for like two minutes and they're like, I want to go home. And you're like, no, we set this up. That was close. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it was close to that. But then, you know, you've got... The, the, I'll let you guys get to whatever you, if you've got something, but it was just funny because there's like three women, two guys, and they're trying to have this contest. And there was this one lady who she was dragging her feet every time, so she'd never she'd get like halfway down, and every time these people just yelling, "Pull your feet up, pull your feet!" It was it was just it got more and more annoying as the day went on. So, so not only were there adults there, they weren't even good at sledding. They weren't like, even good pathetic. at sledding. <laughs> yeah, like figure it out, Christ. I, can you so. imagine if you were with a group of adults? If, if they said to you, hey, we're all going to go sledding, I'd be like, well, okay, see you guys later. Have fun. Well, like, why, it's terrifying. Are we that desperate? Are we that that's, quarantined? Yeah, up? that's half of it is like, how does this come up? Like, I know, guys, let's go sledding over here. Yeah. And if it's, yeah, I don't know. How about you I'll stay at home? I'll stay at home and you uh, rub ice on my back until it, it cuts me and I bleed and then stub, <laughs> shove it all down my underwear so I'm freezing for the rest of the day. Please Slam do that. And make my kids ground. really hungry and cranky so they yell at me for the rest of the time. We'll go That'd be awesome. back. I'll kick you in the nuts and we'll call it a day. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> do you guys think we will be the first? podcast ever to win an award that has had two episodes focused primarily on sledding etiquette <laughs> yeah yeah the, when the, the, when the sledding the sledding yeah. Yeah. i will yeah. say i have been in the case where i have been in playing laser tag with kids uh mm. with my kids and then there are other kids in there and it does not feel good okay it does not feel <laughs> cool it does not if definitely you are giving off major like weirdo weirdo adult vibes like That's crazy I think the thing for me is that uh, we started going to playgrounds again in about January after they'd been closed down out here. And, mm-hmm. you know, he started bringing his kid in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Just hanging out at playgrounds. I guess that seems weird. Uh, you know, before gyms shut down a year ago, I was trying to learn how to do more pull-ups and get better at pull-ups. And then I don't have what a pull-up bar in my house. I still don't have one. So, you know, you take your kid to the playground and then like when he's playing, you try to find any piece of the playground structure to try to do some pull-ups on. And that, that starts to feel like maybe you should, you know, like you're like trying to do pull-ups. Oh, yeah. You definitely, you take, you take yeah. a look around, right. To see you. Yeah. You don't want to kick your kid in might the be watching. And, you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, sc- screw the kids. You're, you're just like making sure you're not going to embarrass yourself in front of the other yeah. moms and stuff. Right. Well, oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's for sure. That's a given. Like, yeah. For sure. I'm going to embarrass yeah. myself. Again, this is how you know Aaron's a good-looking guy. He's like, here, kid, hold my shirt. I'm going to do some pull-ups in front of these moms. <laughs> that is absolutely not the case. Uh-oh, this mom is stuck good in joke, the though. curly cues slide. She can't get out. What's going to happen here? Okay, so i got to wipe off the board again. So that That's didn't work another That's my bad. subgenre that we didn't know about that Rob does. Russell, have you ever looked like an idiot when you shouldn't have because you're doing stuff kids should do? The thing that jumped to my mind is not really a, an action that adults do. It's more of a style. I've noticed this, and I didn't even really want to say anything because I'm realizing now Aaron has probably picked up this style when I'm seeing him in the Zoom here. But <laughs> a few years ago, it feels like big, thick, black glasses, like the big, dark glasses came back. Like, you would have seen our parents wear these back in the 60s, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they came back six, seven years ago or whenever it was, and kids started making those dark-rimmed glasses popular again. And then all of a sudden, old people started wearing them, too. And so once in a while, you'll see like a 50, a 60-year-old dude wearing these like really thick rimmed dark glasses. And you're like, you're trying to look like a 16-year-old right now. 
and I wasn't going to say anything, but I realized Aaron is definitely wearing those types of That's glasses. That's what I'm wearing yeah, right, right now. now. That is exactly what I'm wearing right now. Uh, <laughs> funny story about these glasses. I wore them to work uh, maybe three or four years ago. And I, I, I oh, think boy. people on the podcast <laughs> know that I'm a very white person. And my boss asked me if I wore them as an homage to Malcolm X, which I thought was like very complimentary of her to like for her to think that I was that worldly, but also, I mean, I, you know, I don't think it's a good look for me to try to be like Malcolm X in, in other than in, in, you know, thought Probably process smart. kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I yeah. didn't know how to respond to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was just day one of the seven day dress up you were going to do. And you're like, yeah, I should probably stop after day one. This is good enough. This is going to give me a lot of trouble. I think I've gone far enough here. God damn, I can't wait for chapter two of Aaron's funny glasses stories. Holy shit, that has rolling on the floor laughing. I edited a lot of the laughs out, but I stood up and I was like, ah, ah. My kids woke up, they came in here, they're like, dad, are you okay? You're laughing so hard. And I was like, oh, Aaron told the glasses story. Ah. And then I told it to them and they are, they're on the floor now. They passed out. They thought you it was so funny. You would believe he has different prescriptions in the right eye and left eye. It was hilarious. Oh my God. He number two. Right He's got trifocals. Oh my God. And that wasn't even his rolling going. I mean, this is not what he planned to say. That was just off the cuff that glass that funny glasses story so i can hardly wait to see what his actual plan story is i think it's going to be so good i can hardly wait i also want to circle back and say that aaron cannot do pull-ups in his house because it's covered with laundry he keeps trying to grab on the lines of the laundry he tells his wife he's like look at all the pull-ups i can do and he's just pulling the line down toward him okay i'm going to insert a clip here of aaron's glasses stories again get those last back up ah, ah. oh my god I'm like sweating. I'm tired from laughing so hard. You're probably going to have to edit out a lot of those laughs, like I said. But and then he told us that story that we had to delete about the transition lenses when he goes outside and they turn no. into sunglasses. Oh, gosh. Oh. It was so hilarious. Remember that? Okay. My hilarious. wife has those glasses. I can't make fun of those because she actually does wear those. <laughs> and she's and the other problem with the transition lenses is that she's so proud of them. And she thinks I don't know. So, like, she'll be outside. She'll be like, look, look shade and she goes inside and goes look and i go yeah i know but when we're like in the elevator and he looks like you're smoking a cigarette like all the time she's always like oh the elevator the mirror of the elevator is so foggy i'm like no it's your transition lens she's like was somebody just smoking in this elevator i'm like no they are your shitty transition lenses they are grayed out I'm so, so that's glad also we deleted all that, Rob. I'm so glad yeah. we deleted all that. I, yeah, I just, I just don't want to comment. I, I, you, your wife's a nice person. I don't want to make fun of her. <laughs> yep, she's very nice to me. She thinks it's great being married to me. All right, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? All right, I got to catch my breath because I do have a good story to tell. I got a story to tell. Well, we'll, 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 uh, we'll Aaron, be not again. I can only either. handle so much. <laughs> all right. So... I'm I'm okay. I'm rolling going. I'm pretty good, but I'm a little bit concerned about myself because I think I've lost my ability to talk to other humans who don't live in my house during the last year. Right? Like I don't know what it's like (laughs) for you all. We've noticed. (laughs) No, I don't. I wouldn't say you've lost the ability. It was never there. But I'm just off my game as far as this goes. So Mm -hmm. uh, last weekend we were um, in in Lake Tahoe, as you guys uh, well know, because I like to talk about it. And it was my my son's first time in the snow, so that was exciting. And we uh, on Sunday we went to this place called Blackwood Canyon uh, to go sledding because we heard this was a good place to go sledding. It's like a a public public recreation area. So we were in the parking lot and um, uh, a truck a giant truck pulled in next to us pulling a trailer and this guy got out and you know it's like it's covid time so like i don't know how much to say to so the, so the truck parked right next right next to us 
So I don't know how much to say, say to anyone because I'm trying to keep social distance and all of that sort of thing. Um, but I was wearing an Iowa State Cyclone windbreaker and stocking cap because, as you all know, my family are, are big Iowa State fans. Yes. So Classic sledding. Classic was it a sledding outfit in the windbreaker. Was it a yeah. starter jacket or not? Pro uh, player or starter? Man, I don't know who made the jacket. I'm going to have to look it up. Russell, you definitely stuck not, me on Definitely that. not a starter jacket. Then no. You would know if it was a starter. No, it's so a trench coat that he wears. It says Iowa State on the back. He wears nothing <laughs> underneath. <laughs> He's at the playground. He's at the playground doing pull-ups. Doing pull-ups with Iowa State tattooed across my back. Okay, I'm going to show you kids the difference between a pull-up and a chin-up. Check this out. Now, if you want to work your lats, I think a pull-up is actually best for you, but... The gentleman who is in the, the truck next <laughs> know, to those us laughs too. says to me, <laughs> says to me, well, you must not be from around here if you're wearing Iowa state stuff. And I said, well, you know, I mean, I grew up in Iowa and my, my dad is nice enough to send me some Iowa state gear because my family are all Iowa state fans. And, um, uh, and, and so he says, oh yeah, that, that's cool. And I said, but I live in Oakland now. And then the guy says, well, yeah. And, 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 and meanwhile, my son is trying to like jump out of the car because this guy has this big trailer and he really wants to see what's in the big trailer. And so it turns out he's about to go snowmobiling. So then Wallace is like beside himself, excited about the snowmobile. So the guy opens up the back of the trailer says, yeah, go ahead and check out the snowmobiles. And, and then, yeah. and then he was like, and, 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 and check out this stack of <laughs> pornographic magazines. I also have in the trailer. It's in the back as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I was setting you up for that. I realized I was setting you up for that. Yeah, I, so listen, oh, no. I love. He says to me, "I love snowmobiling. And I love looking at porn. I love combining those two things." Hey, come on over. The one person you chose to talk to during quarantine. So okay, he says here, to ahead. me, "He's he's calling me out for where my Iowa State gear." And, he's, and I said, "Well, I'm from Iowa." And he said, "Oh, whereabouts?" And I told him Ankeny. I said, "Where are you from?" He said, "Oh, Northeast Iowa." And I said, "Okay, that's cool." And he said, but, you know, I, I, when I see that, I'm not really, you know, impressed because my, I'm, I'm, uh, I played football at the University of Iowa. And this is the point where any other time in my life, I would have said, oh, what position did you play? When were you there? What is your name? Any other thing that might have, like, led to some more conversation. My, my dad, his brother, my brother, they're all great at this kind of thing. Like, anyone from Iowa, they could talk to them for two hours. And you guys know how passionate I am about the state of Iowa. But somehow I froze. And I you say to him, oh. I have a tattoo of the state of Iowa. You get it, man. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. 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 Wait a minute. Nope. Shut up, Aaron. Stop your story. Did you show him the one on your arm or your ass? Your, <laughs> your response was to, I played football at Iowa. Your response was, I have a tattoo of Iowa. This is not a one-up contest. I didn't say you that. Do no, not no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't say that. I wish I had. It would have been a better, a better conversation. Oh my God. You didn't though, even Matt, say that terrible thing. I didn't you even just say, said. no, that's the thing. I totally froze. So I said, when were you there? And he said, 99 to 03. This is the part Everyone of the story knows where who this is going to be. I, know I tell you guys be. that this dude looks like Paul Bunyan. He is a giant. He's wearing his Ooh. snowmobile pants. He's enormous. He has huge hands. And somehow I, I never like he says 99 and I don't say to him, oh, who are you? I said, oh, oh I know. yeah, I, I got to guess. That's when the quarterback was Brad Banks. Right. And he looks at me kind of like. Uh, sure, man. Yeah. Like if you want to talk quarterbacks, whatever, if you think that's interesting, like, you know, oh, yeah. I'm an uneducated, like I'm an, I used to be an educated football fan. Like, you know, you don't just talk about quarterbacks, but I totally blew it. Anyway, we talked for another like 10 minutes. He's super nice. He's talking to me and my wife and my son all about snowmobiles and his kids. Son is looking at the magazines on the trailer. He's obsessed Son's with like- magazines. <laughs> and super nice the whole time. And he, we, we saw him later when he was on his snowmobile. He went past us and waved. He was super nice and everything. 
We get home two or three hours later, and it hits me that I've been talking to Robert Gallery. Yes, that's what I Former Outland Award winner. Oh, yeah. Number two overall pick in the NFL. Literally one of the top five football players of all time from the state of Iowa. And I totally blew it. I didn't say one word to him. And here I am like some dummy talking about quarterbacks. Like, I don't know shit about football. I was so... down on myself. I can't stop thinking about it. It was a week ago. I can't stop thinking about it. Do you think Robert Gallery has a podcast where he's like, <laughs> oh man, I went snowmobiling and all I wanted to do is get my snowmobile out of the trailer. And instead this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, do you want to hear this glasses story I've been working on? And he told me, me like, t- I, was his ass. I was yeah. laughing so hard. I had to go home. I couldn't even snowmobile anymore. That story was so fucking good. I couldn't handle it. And this guy kind of looked like Malcolm X. You know what I mean? He kind of... Yeah, the glasses on. <laughs> Rob, you live in New York, so you probably run into famous people quite a bit at your school or whatnot. Matt, do you ever run into famous people, and what's Never. your reaction to them? Um, well, I guess I did have uh, I had uh, dinner with um, Roy McElroy once. Wow. Yeah, well, That's I mean, he was cool. sitting like my I'm I'm facing this way, and he's yeah. facing the other Matt's way. Matt's outside of the house, looking in through the window. <laughs> yeah. But that counts. You know, I mean, we were, we were the curtains. And Matt we had table, a We had a tables right next to each other. We both sat down at like seven o'clock, and you know, he was there with his caddy and his wife, and I was with some people in North Carolina. So I just tell everybody I had. I mean, we were basically kind of I, having dinner together. You know? you know, I think we need to talk about this because I don't think just because his wife was caddy that we should bring that up on the podcast. I mean, that kind <laughs> yeah, of that was, that's that was caddy, low, low, caddy. Yeah, caddy. That's yeah. a good one. That's my glasses story for today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, well, I told you guys the celebrity I saw on the, on the road was, well, I did actually have a kid once uh, doing a bake sale outside the school. And he said, P. Diddy bought a cookie for $20. Do you want to touch the $20 bill that he gave me? And I said, yes, I, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and, I touched it. Well, and then of course I did see Ken Burns on the sidewalk. And my immediate thought was, wait. what the fuck is that going on? <laughs> with that guy's hair? Let's oh, do a I documentary say, on that hair. Holy in cow. In my defense, I Robert Geller no longer has his long hair. That was his signature when he was playing. He, he so chopped he, it off. Yeah. He chopped it off. He's wearing kind of a mohawk kind of look. So that's my what only it? defense, but otherwise I completely blew it. What if Ken Burns, his next documentary series is about podcasts and like the third episode is making fun of Rob's hair. Wouldn't that be the greatest <laughs> ever? I, there's no way he could make In fun 2020. of somebody's hair. <laughs> I mean, it really, if you look at his hair, it looks like, like a, a Play-Doh thing that you push and then the Play-Doh comes out of the head and it comes down and then somebody squished it down. That's what it looked like. Like the fact that he would get up and look in a mirror and put on his wig or like whatever he's got on and say, that this looks good. Nobody's going to think this looks like a helmet that's painted like hair. It's just wild to me. Okay, I can't talk about Ken Burns hair anymore. Can't do it. Uh, Russell, rolling going. What's going on with you? Rolling going. As you guys know, we've we've broken the 100, 100 listener per episode milestone. We're really starting to ramp up listening. Yes. And as you guys know, we have a friend who is very high up in the retail world. And we've been negotiating with him, trying to get some sort of deal with their vinyl person, where maybe we can get some sort of sponsorship or even potentially get T-shirts in one of these retail stores. We're not going to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to say it because we're still out there. We're open for business. It's Woolworths. Oh, no. What is <laughs> we've, we've hitched our Bird wagon to the Herbergers. It's Herbergers. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna have Sears advertisements yeah. for microwaves on next week, and Aaron's gonna have to sit that part of the podcast out. We can't even do this because I I used a microwave. Like, no, we're not gonna. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, Russell. So, anyways, I I was thinking about this person's retail store, and I thought I should go in and check out their vinyl selection because a few weeks ago I was in this store and I saw 
all the records, there's probably 30 records, 30 different records there. And one of them was all white. So I figured, oh, I bet they've got the white album. I'm going to go into this store. I'll buy, I'll buy it on vinyl because you can't buy regular records at record stores because they don't have anything good, right? We've already discussed that. <laughs> They've just got crap nobody wants. So I went into this major, you know, retail outlet. And Is that I walked, the conclusion we came to? I don't remember coming to that <laughs> oh, it's, conclusion. It's, it's, it's evident. <laughs> yeah. All right. It, asked and answered. So I walk into this retail store and I go back to the vinyl section. The, the Herbie man had already been picked over. No Herbie man. But I'm looking and I see the white album. So I walk up and I'm going to go grab it and I pick it up. It's Chris Stapleton. Oh, and what? I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, how can you take like a famous album, like the white album and just rip off the cover? And there was like a little writing up there to make it a little different. But what do you guys think of that? Is that complete bullshit that other albums out there kind of rip off album covers? Because I was I was so pissed. I stood in that store for like five minutes looking behind every single album, trying to find anything to buy because I thought that was going to be what I would purchase. It's bullshit, but it's also a bullshit move by the Beatles to just co-opt the plain album cover with nothing <laughs> on it. And now anyone like they, they didn't have an I don't know what I don't even know the story behind this album cover. I should. And like now no one can just have a plain album cover without ripping off the Beatles. Well, Chris Stapleton did it, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I refer to Chris Stapleton's album as the true white album, so that's why that, I mean. <laughs> I mean, let's, so guys, this, let's this go through our favorite Chris Stapleton songs. Uh, Aaron, you can start first. What's your favorite Chris Stapleton song? I think he has one called Whiskey. It came up on yeah. the playlist. Yeah, that was good. This week. Yeah, it's a good Phenomenal. song. All right, no more time for this segment. No. We got to move on. No more hey, time. Hey, Rob, this is where you have to hate yourself, and you have to drop it into the background. You're as cool. Okay, fine. The whiskey, whiskey song is playing. Whiskey. Whiskey. That's what it, is. Yep. it is. When it, it's a great. It's it's like the perfect mix between country and like folk and like you know kind of like that southern rock. It is. He's he's a great country mix. and I, southern rock. Wow. <laughs> country they and western. We got both. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So Russell is just mad. Just Russell's just sitting at the record I, I, record area, mad at the store. I spent like five minutes and I looked through every album, like peeking behind him, thinking there's no way they've got mm. Chris Stapleton's white album, but not the Beatles' white album, right? And then I, I almost courtesy bought an album from this retail store, this retail <laughs> giant, and I was gonna buy a Pearl Jam one, Matt, some sort of purple Pearl Jam album. Yep, I got and, it. And then I decided, <laughs> you know what? It. You know what? <laughs> This isn't a record store. I don't have to courtesy buy shit from this store. Yeah, I walked out. I purchased yeah. nothing. <laughs> I, I, I told you I get nervous in stores. I go in for my one purpose. They didn't have the album I wanted. Oh, in and out. Yeah. I used to be able to. So I, I I could go in there and buy nothing because they don't have the salt and pepper cashews anymore. Back when they had salt and pepper cashews, that was every time. If I went in, I had to buy them. But <laughs> what the, the fuck? It's the only <laughs> store. It's the only store around that has Johnsonville turkey brats with cheddar and jalapeno you can't get them anywhere else but at now see now who's the food guy you know now so i have to go in guy. there you know and get it and so i mean yeah they've got these w- few weird things but you know going into to get those i have we, we have to do it so. i think this store is also the only store that has old school wwe action figures they including do. bobby Ooh. the brain heenan wearing a weasel suit Ooh, i don't know who the person like the head of the head of that department is it's but bobby there's the a lot of those there and they're not selling it's just like a hundred of them yeah. it's too many it's way too many who is this guy we, yeah. we overbought the bobby the brain 
<laughs> well, I, I would if you could pick me up some deodorant sometime when you're in there. I am still do not have not no. bought any deodorant yet. I have not found any that's not under glass. In New York City, I don't go to. I go to bodegas, okay? And I go in and they have cats. And if you want to buy oh, a muscle okay. If you want to buy a muscle milk and you're not quite sure because the the refrigerator section seems to not be cold in the least whatsoever, <laughs> like there is no coolness when you open the door to the refrigerator section and you're like, how can this possibly still be good to drink? Roland going, how's it going with you? Uh, so I'll tell you what, uh, I think uh, Music Mike 76 and I are now best friends on Instagram. So my, <laughs> yes. my goal has been to post on Instagram every day. And guess what? Music Mike posted a cover of the other day. Uh, they might be giants album. And he said, oh, Hey, boy. thinking about my Talking favorite heads podcast, or they might be giant. Yes. And so I talked to him and I said, one of the most exciting things I had about moving to New York city is I got to go to more of the maybe giants concerts. Cause they're located here in New York and they play concerts quite often. What do you mean? You talked to him. Was there like a phone conversation? No, we're, back, or what? we're back and forth on the old uh, Instagram. We're commenting. You don't, to each other. you don't think he's a dumb shit anymore. Well, let's just put it this way. I am still using the official Beck did a better account. Cause I still haven't, I got to flesh this guy out before I open him up to my actual personal account. <laughs> he's sliding into the DMS. Yeah, so we're so I messaged it and I said to him, uh, yeah, like I love They Might Be Giants. He's like, oh yeah, when I was in high school, I used uh, They Might Be Giants quote from their Apollo 13 album uh, as quotes in all my yearbook. When I signed everybody yearbook, I signed it with a They Might Be Giants quote. And I was like, that fucking rules. That's awesome. I love that idea. Like, that's a great idea. You guys are best I, friends. Yeah, and I was like, that. this guy and I literally would have been best friends in high school. Like my friends and I in high school listened to They Might Be Giants all the time. And I got to thinking about what my senior quote was in the yearbook. What, what a disaster! What's a senior quote? You all had a quote or what? Yeah, didn't, didn't you guys have, have to pick a no, quote? No, we didn't have no. That, no. What was your quote, Rob? Oh boy! So this rolling going is going to be a short one on my end. I thought this was going to be the conversation builder, and it is not. I was convinced that my senior quote was going to be the most important thing to me ever. So I wanted to catch every single like inside joke I had had in high school and then put the initials of everybody that was important to me and then put like, and I think at the end I put like, keep rocking. And so instead <laughs> it's like beef sides with the guys, Perkins, T12, blah, 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 blah. Keep on rocking. And I'm just, it's like nothing. Right. And meanwhile, my friend was like, climb the slippery pole and it's so much better than my what? signature so i was going to ask you guys what you did for your senior quote but obviously this is a disaster of a conversation i don't have a senior quote but remember when you would have yearbooks when you were in middle school people would sign yearbooks and some people would write oh russ it was fun being in art class with you have a great summer you write different things and the greatest line ever i ever saw for a yearbook was someone wrote in the the book right in the middle down the binder it said oh, yeah I'm writing on your crack. Does oh. it tickle? <laughs> yeah, you know who did that to me is Sam Schutz. Sam put that in. Oh. Oh. The goat. Yeah. The goat. The Very Robin funny. Sam show. Oh, you guys know as soon show. as I as soon as I convinced the student council to ha use Imagine as our fall uh, homecoming oh, theme, I checked out after that. Nothing nothing after that sticks in my mind mm -hmm. for high school. Do you guys fall have to sign theme, cards at uh at your work or anything like that, like birthday cards oh, yeah. or anything. Oh yeah. So I, there's a guy that came up just brilliant. He just, all he does is write, make it a great one on every single one. Cause I, <laughs> I hate thinking of like, Oh, you know, so good to see you. Happy, you know, really have a, a great, great birthday. One. He just write, he just, just constantly make it a great one. And that's all he that's said. Good I, I thought you, that was genius. You know, what would be a baller move, Matt. You hmm. get in the card line before him and you steal his line. I've every tried, time. I tried it. And because I did then it. he can't, <laughs> I, that, because if happened. someone has a line in there, you can't you just know repeat I've it done word that, for word. Russell. I, I, <laughs> Absolutely, have done that. Before. You should write, make it a better one. 
Like, <laughs> make it two great ones. <laughs> and then he's just a complete asshole. He's only making wishing them a great one and not a better one. I like one. the idea oh. that they would pass around a card because like he got fired or something or like, you know, somebody yeah. passed away and he's not really looking to see what it is. He's like, make it a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's far enough removed from corporate America that he thinks we pass around cards when people get fired. When someone gets fired, no one hears about it until after that person has been <laughs> escorted from the them. premises. Don't say like, anything. You never yeah. see them. Like, that's not how it works, Rob. <laughs> They don't let that mm. person hang around for a day after they've been fired, so you can give them a That would card. explain why nobody wants to talk to me at my job. <laughs> they all know. Guys, I made a huge mistake, and I just realized it. It's not like I didn't record or anything like that. I know oh, that's no. what you're thinking right away is that I, I screwed up technically. But I feel terrible because we did the Bex line, and I have a sting for it, and I totally forgot it. Oh, no. And not only that, I did not make this sting. This is oh. something... Okay, unless it's good. Well, unless you, can you guys bring it like back. it, then maybe can, I help. You can out. bring it back because you you've been you've called Magic Mike sixty nine a dumb a dumb shit for a long time, and maybe this is uh, no, not anymore. He's my best friend. Not, yeah, now you guys are buddies, him. so well, he's he's moved on. He's graduated. Uh, hey, well, guess what? I'll call Magic Mike a dumb shit. Hey, Magic Mike, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I don't care if you're friends with Rob. We don't give a crap about your your. Your facts about this Beatles album. <laughs> no, Music Mike 76 is a great follow on Instagram. Get out there and follow my best friend. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, we have a sting for all of our listeners out there for when you call the Bex line. Now, just to tell the guys here, this is two minutes and 19 seconds long. I might cut oh, it down. I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna but enjoy I'm going to tell this. you right now, this is something that Matt came up with. It's the greatest thing I heard in my life. And Matt, I should have played this when it was applicable and not now, but... If this is Matt just going two minutes and 20 seconds of silence, I'm going to be so impressed. This is this is my rolling going did not go very well tonight. So instead, I'm going to use something Matt made to try to bolster my numbers here. <laughs> this is going out to our listeners. God, our listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. God, our listeners are dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. God, our listeners are dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. God, our listeners are dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. Dumb 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 shit listeners like listeners like dumb 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 shit listeners like listeners like fuck off. Callers are so stupid. I kiss my ass. Fuck off. Callers are so stupid. I kiss my ass. Fuck off. I kiss my ass. Fuck off. Kiss my ass. Oh. Oh my god. Matt's like, originally this was four minutes, right? It's wrapping back up. Oh, yeah. Dumbest fucking rock. Dumbest. Dumb shit listeners, they can't even tell what we're doing. God, the listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. What, what am I supposed to say to that? I mean, that's the greatest thing I've ever There's heard in my nothing. entire life. That's incredible. That goes ah. out to all those dumb, 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 dumb shit listeners. But out listen, there. we love you out there. Call on in 802 277 <laughs> 2325. 
changing my change my mind. 802-277-2325. So that will be converted. Our, uh, by our listeners are dumb shits. Change my mind. Prove hey, if wrong. they send a really awesome Bex, we'll give them the four minute version, right, Rob? That's right. We'll do. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll play it again. I'll play. I'll put that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, on some cryptocurrency. It's like a top. What's shot. funny is I I stayed up till about two o'clock and like a, on Tuesday doing that, you know, because I was I was having too much fun. So Sarah's like. What were you doing up so late? I go, oh, here you got to hear this, you know, like, I, yeah. and so, so She's I played it for her. Long one, she goes, "You stayed up till two for that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's yeah. a great use of your time. She said, "So, yeah, I don't know." Why are our Google searches all stuck in dryer? I don't understand what. <laughs> <laughs> you guys search it, see what it says. Why is it, why does it say raw going to give it to you over and over in the search bar? I don't understand. <laughs> By the way, we did get multiple texts raw going to give it to you. We did not get 10, so I'm not searching that and playing that uh, without listening to it. <laughs> I think that's All sure. right, let's get into the album today. We're talking about the Beatles Here's white album. Here's my three main things about this album. Number 1, this album was recorded after they went to India on a Maharishi retreat. Uh, and the whole time, I think it's very funny that John Lennon was like, I'm still sad. Like a bunch of his songs are like, I'm very sad about being here. Number two, this album has tons and tons of fighting. Ringo took off for a while. Uh, Jeff Emmerich, the engineer, quit. And George Martin, their producer, quit. Number four, this album is full of tons of genre. We got folk. We got blues. Maybe we've got some ska. We've got some avant-garde. Blues. What? You don't like that that blues song that we got? Let's get into this. Let's get into the music here. Let's Just, go. I mean, yeah. We start with a very cool Beach Boys parody, essentially. I do like this. Because one of the people with them, with the Maharishi in India, was Mike Love. The asshole of the Beach Boys, as he's classically known. And Paul proves me right. He kicked Ringo off the drums. Yeah. They recorded this without Ringo because he left during. This was after they had a big argument. They were criticizing his drumming all the time, right? And yeah. Paul turns out to be a better drummer. He's on this track <laughs> and, guess and what? the next he one. Is. <laughs> Apparently, this song was big in the USSR. They bootlegged it and would play it all the time, and they thought it was very good. But I want to show you guys this is actually a parody of a Chuck Berry song. So here's Chuck Berry on Bandstand playing Back in the USA, which is a song Who I've does never parody heard. Parody songs, by the way. Oh, oh, there's parodies out there, Matt. The Beatles and me. So the weird thing about this with Chuck Berry is that he sh he he said he originally wanted to title the song "More Like Back of the Toilet" is where I put my camera so I can see you <laughs> ass a. Oh Jesus! What? Oh, Rob! What? He was in trouble for putting t cameras in toilets. That's not me. That's the news. <laughs> That's it's fat. also a Google alert I have that every time yeah. it comes up, it, it rings. But, uh, Matt, you were saying you hate that song. Well, it starts off what I think is a great album, and I skip it every time. And it feels like it's just back to kind of like the 1965 um, bubblegum band kind of Beatles. And I just, it, you know, it's a parody. They make it fun or whatever. Like, I just don't, it, it just doesn't do it for me. I, I, this was wrong. a song I never got before. I've heard it before, but I never was really into it. When I was listening to this album this week, I listen to this over and over. I think it's so amazing. And we've talked about the Beach Boys before, and it felt like they kind of had this a bit of a rivalry, right? Where they would go back and forth. There was pet sounds, and they would, it wasn't Sgt. Peppers and pet sounds kind of went back to back, right? Yeah. To sure. me, it feels like they're All making fun that, of the yeah. Beach Boys. And I, I think it's cool. But when you guys talk about parodies, do you know there's other parody albums out there 
And one of them is a band called Beatle Talica. Have you guys heard of this? What? It's a Metallica parody band that covers Beatles albums. What? And this is Blackened in the USSR. Check it out. It sounds like war. This sounds like something we would come up with for sure. I think oh, yeah. this is this, this is the song we need to figure out. Like, who's listening to this album? Yeah, me and Music yeah. Mike, we're hanging out together. We're listening. I to should that. probably take this off the first part of my Bumble intro, but that's all right. <laughs> you prudence, I'm sorry. I'll take it down yeah. from the album, right? A, a date gets sorry. into a date gets into Russell's car. He's like, "Hey, check out this music." He puts that on. <laughs> the Moscow like, girls make me scream and shout. He's like, "Well, really, that's a you know, it's a it's a mashup between the Beatles and Metallica." And by the way, I have this music podcast, and his date just opens the door and jumps out at 45 miles an hour. <laughs> It's like Aaron talking. It's like Aaron talking to Robert Gallery. Hey, I have a podcast. Just nothing. No response whatsoever. I thought this episode was about the ladies who were going to go out with me, Rob, not the ones who were going to jump yep, out of my that's car. Right, that's right. That's right. This is well. Don't play Metallica for them. I'll just be silent for the next hour. Next up, because this <laughs> album is very, very, very long. There is a ton of songs on this, so we're going to kind of cruise through these a little bit. We got Dear Prudence, about uh, Mia Farrow's sister Prudence, who was also on the trip with them and who never came out of her room because she was so focused on the meditation she wanted to stay in and be quiet. What a what a racket this is, isn't it, to have a meditation <laughs> retreat where people come and then just you make them sit in their room and think? Like, although as an adult, I can see why that's popular. I think it's the same reason why so many middle-aged men get into distance sports, where they're like, sweetie, you got to watch the kid. I got to go out today for a six and a half hour run. Just back then, <laughs> it was like... Long distance biking? Yeah. It's like, I have to go in and do a 10-day meditation in India. I can't possibly watch the kids. I need to be able to focus. It's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. We've got Glass Onion. Headphones are a must on this song, right? Oh, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that MF Doom sampled this one, but he sampled the end part, which we don't have to play. Thank God you mentioned that. He liked the strings. I can't not talk about MF Doom when there's a chance. So this is one of the ones where they were making fun of the fans who were looking for secret messages. And he's saying, oh, the Walsh was Paul and being very direct about it, which I think is, it's kind of shows the fun side of John Lennon, which you don't see a lot of on this album. A lot of this album is Oof. John Lennon being very John Lennon. Because he was doing fucking heroin at this point. Like things were not going great for John. And now if you want to see why the Beatles almost broke up during this album, picture trying to play this song for about three days, just over and over. Oh, I, oh I can do over. it. I can listen to this. I read there was a BBC no poll that called this the worst song ever. What? I don't get it. I think it's the song fun, is super it's a fun. jam. It's a total jam. Great song. Oh, I love it. I love the out of tune piano, all of it. I can't get enough. But I think this was kind of, they were calling this granny music back in the day, right, Robin? Yeah, specifically John like Lennon did. Yeah. Lennon called it but granny I, I, music. I was reading this excerpt from this book about this song. And he was getting so annoyed with this song, and they were trying to get it right. And so he goes out and he smokes some weed or whatever he did. He did some sort of chemicals, and he comes back. And according to this book, he comes up and he's standing up on the top of the stairs and goes, "I'm fucking stoned. I'm more stoned than you guys will ever be. This is how the fucking song should go." And he comes down and he starts banging on the piano, and and McCartney looks at him and he goes. Let's do it your way then. And that's what you get with like the banging on the piano. I thought it was so cool. And it turns out perfect. And he probably had the la la la's too, right? The la 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 yeah. la la la. Yeah, yeah, but guys, I mean, that it's a fun song to listen to for 30 seconds, for two minutes. But when you were in there for two days, those, like, and just every other five minutes, you just hear this. 
you just be like, oh my god. They'd be like, no, not good. Stop. Start over. You do, like, you, do you ever turn this song off early? Never, I can listen no. to this forever. I, I hear those piano chords six to midnight every time. I love it. <laughs> All the way to midnight, huh? Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like Matt and Rob's for Rob being an asshole. Uh, oh, this is I like the... It. It's like the 1980s hockey you made, team. You make again. a good point because, you know, yeah. in, in the intro, we talked a little bit about how this album is about, about loneliness and being disjointed and them all working alone. And this is, I think, one of the few songs in, on the album that, that retains some of the John and Paul playfulness between one another, which was like clearly out the window at this point. So, Russell, you make Aaron, a good we point. Don't, we, we don't talk about loneliness during this part. We only talk about it on the postgame show with my okay. <laughs> can, can, you, can we not do that again? Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Three hours of talking about that isn't enough, though. I'm going to have to eat a days. bunch of honey pies tonight after uh, that. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next song. See, I don't know, though. Like the, the, When you hear it this many times, it does start to get annoying. Stockholm syndrome. Annoying. It's because you ship. I, I noticed that they call this a pastiche to ska. It sounds delicious, but I realize I don't know what the word pastiche is. I know how to say well, it. I'll I tell you. Smart. I'll tell you. What it, is it? Just wait. I'll tell you. It's coming up here in... Uh, Rocky Raccoon. It's a pastiche where they're essentially trying to mimic another art form or another uh, like artist, if you will, but yeah. in kind of a, uh, a joking way or a mm. mocking way. And so they're, it's like they're saying, "Oh, I can play ska," but you know, I'm kind of making fun of it at the same time. Mm. So and it's cool because they're using the piano for the guitar part, which is interesting. So Scott so Rocky Raccoon. The when then that, we come up to then... that, that's the same thing. They're trying to uh, do that to some folk and country type music. So. Type. Now explain to me, why do you have to put a 30-second song onto this album? Wild Honey Pie. This song is... Because you're the Beatles, and you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, can you imagine being the recording engineer? I would quit during Wild Honey Pie, too. I'd be like, okay, goodbye. Uh, We have the continuing saga uh, story of Bungalow Bill. I've heard a pastiche to this song earlier, for sure. Yes, Rob did a pastiche. (laughs) That sounds so much smarter when I do a pastiche. Mm-hmm. I almost did a pastiche earlier. I couldn't get home on the subway fast enough. I read that this was one of the first songs where Yoko Ono was doing background vocals. Yeah, and this is kind of the... where they start breaking up, right? Can you guys imagine right now if Matt's wife was in here giving Rob feedback on what his joke should sound like? We, we wouldn't we wouldn't last two more episodes, would we? No. I'd, listen, first of all, nobody tells me what to do. And second of all, <laughs> don't tell my wife that I said that. Thank you. <laughs> When she's around, I'd be quiet. But I, I do have to say, like, I know that Yoko gets blamed for a lot of this stuff. But you just, just listening to this, like, you get the impression that John really wasn't that much fun to hang out with at this time. No. John John made his own choices, you know. Here we go. We have. So we go. Now, I'm telling you, I do think the first, I listened to this album. I don't think I listened to this entire album once. I would sit down and listen to it, and I would get, like, 45 minutes in. And then I was like, what, I'm halfway through? Like, this is crazy. So long. But the front half of this album is absolutely stacked. I mean, to go from um, Bungalow Will, which I do think is a good song, to this. I mean, listen to this. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oof. this run right here. This into. And this is good because we're recording down. these in oof. stereo now, these songs. And this is going to sound so good. And it's is all definitely going to technically work. It's stereo, that did right? it better. It sounds better in stereo. Mm-hmm. It's true. Now, unfortunately, of course, you know who plays a solo on this? Eric Clapton. Said it's badass. Clapton. I can't remember who he dated back in the day. Eric oh. Clapton said to George Harrison, like, I don't know if I want to play a solo on a Beatles album. Like, I'm not one of the Beatles. And he goes, this isn't a Beatles song. This is a George Harrison song. Play the fucking solo. He was like, okay, but I might have sex with your wife later. And he's like, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> 
Yeah, but how did that, that go? It, didn't they didn't they fully swap? Didn't that happen? Or didn't didn't Harrison then? I eventually... don't know because because it was true that he was like, "Hey, thanks for letting me do that solo." Uh, he actually gave him the guitar that he did that with, and then he said, "Do you mind if I go deep your wife after this?" And so I oh, like, and then I he was like, "Strange." Maybe I'll also well, jump on a stage and say some super racist shit that'll get buried for years, and then yeah. like occasionally come back oh. when I do that from time to time in my life. Not only am I going to sleep with your wife, I'm going to write the song Layla about it. So you need to hear about it over and over and over. But I guess it's better than like, can you imagine if like somebody slept with your wife and they're like, here's a song I wrote about it. And you're like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You guys must have had a hell of a time. Yeah. At least it sounds exciting, right? Yeah. When I I slept with your wife, when I slept with your wife, it reminded me of this song. I'd be like, wow, there is stuff going on there. I can't even imagine. Clearly, I was doing something wrong. If that was the soundtrack to my online dating life, I would be living a much better life than I am right now. I know that. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, oh, I cheated with your wife, and this is what it reminded me of. It's like, yeah, this is about it. (laughs) All right. So enough of me playing different songs and thinking about cheating on wives. Uh, (laughs) Happiness is a warm gun. This is kind of like two songs in one, right? The Mm -hmm. first half and the second half. This song actually made me think of Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, because he's got the lines later. I mean, this this became a trope in hip-hop music, which I don't think was generally that influenced by the Beatles, but he has the lines later when he says, when I hold you in my arms and my I put my finger on your trigger, it, it, sounds, it reminds me of when Tupac did me and my girlfriend and his girlfriend was actually his gun. And he says, I, yeah, I'm not going to. I love finger, you know, you and all that, but I don't know. This one made me think of Tupac. Yeah. And then when Russ said it's two songs put together, Aaron was like two, Tupac done. Going to talk about Tupac. That's it's the, actually, that's I, think, I would, no, Russell was right. I bet I think it's more like three songs put together. Uh, we have Martha, my dear. So we go from, we Here's go from grannies. Don Lennon being like, here come the grannies. There's a gun. It's a good, like life is a gun. I'm in India. Can you believe I'm at this meditation retreat? I'm so sad. I want to go home. Happiness is a warm gun. And then Paul McCartney's like, Hey John, listen to this song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a puppy coming along with like a song. Hey, I wrote a song for you. My favorite part of this song is the tuba. We've heard Aaron tell us how amazing the jazz flute and the glockenspiel is. We've talked about the harpsichord. We've never talked tuba before, have we? Nah, we should give the tuba some love. No. So we got to give the tuba some love. I'm going to do the greatest tuba songs ever. Oh, Let's uh-oh. do a list. Uh-oh. We got a list. Oh, I like it. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's time. I have a list as well. But For another we have tuba lists. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to save that joke to the end and I didn't Tupac, do it. Tuba list? Tupac. Yeah, tuba. <laughs> Tupac. Tuba. Tuba. Ock. Tuba Ock is my Tupac tuba band. So this time I am not <laughs> dividing up tubas and sousaphones. This could include a tuba and a oh sousaphone. Normally we get really it. into the details, but the first song on the list is one of Aaron's favorite bands. I know we've talked a lot about this uh, quest love recently, but do you guys know the roots have a tuba player named tuba Gooding jr. Yes. And he opens every live concert. I've seen it with, with, with a tuba solo or a sousaphone solo. Check I've been it out. There. I've seen it. Oh. Can you First imagine Ave? going to a concert here? This right off the bat, badass. At First Ave in Minneapolis, they they enter from the back of the crowd and they come through. I've seen it. I got a feeling there's a lot of guys that look like Aaron at this concert. 
Like if you go to the concert <laughs> looking for like hang out with women, yeah. it's just guys that look like Aaron. They're all wearing thick, dark ribbed glasses. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what. Actually, going to a They Might Be Giants concert, that's exactly what it is. It's a bunch <laughs> of guys that look like me, but they have dark rimmed glasses on. <laughs> the tuba is fun to listen to, isn't it? Like when you can hear somebody all really. Day. I had a friend growing up whose dad was like a. He was like a, some sort of professional tuba player, like on the side. I don't know what. But he would just be practicing the tuba in the house. And it <laughs> rocked because no matter where you were, you just hear us. And you'd be like, oh my God, things are happening. This is so good. It was only while you were walking, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd be. Yeah, that was the mean part. Is I'd be walking around, he'd be like, boom, 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 and then I'd stop, and he'd stop. Rob, if one instrument was going to play the soundtrack to your life, would it be the tuba or not? Uh, yeah, it's probably it's either the tuba or insert funny joke here. So I'm going to put in a joke later, and I think it's going to work really well. But the answer is a skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Nailed it. Well, if Rob doesn't have the skin flute to seduce people, you know what he can do is play this song by Leon Redbone called Seduce. Check this tuba song out. I want to be seduced. Oh, this, this is this is me cheating on your wife. This is the song <laughs> I would write. Voice of the snowman and Elf. Wait, how yeah, are you this, cheating on someone else? He does play that song. He does play the song in Elf. Oh, what am I going to cheat on? I'm going to cheat with hey, my Leon. wife. Yeah. He was actually a, a jazz musician that Bob Dylan found and mentioned to Rolling Stone, and that's how he kind of became famous as he got mentioned in the Rolling Stone magazine by oh, Bob nice. Dylan. The next song on the list is The Band, and I believe this album is on the top 500 list. Matt, maybe you know where it's at. This is Rag Mama Rag. Check out this song. Check the tube out. Oh, that tuba bangs. The, yeah, this the band's really got two albums on the top 100. 157. Top 100. Yeah. Wow. I can see why. This tuba rocks. One of the coolest things about this song is they left the bass spot open. It was going to be a bass guitar. They left it open. The producer comes in, and there's a tuba there, but he's never played it before. So this is him completely improvising on the tuba on Rag Mama Rag. That reminds awesome. me, when I was in band in high school and we would have a sub, we would always just switch instruments. We'd all go sit with different <laughs> instruments. And every single time, I would either you guys go right. Are crazy. I would go right you for the. You guys are crazy. Rob's, play, Rob's oh, playing, man, I'm Rob's here playing for this the jazz flute. I love these and there's stories. like a 110-pound girl playing the tuba over I'm at the here corner. for him. I would immediately go right back and try to get the crash symbols. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the dance up at the front of the room with the spinning around. Spinning around, hit myself in the head, fall down, the symbols crush my head. Uh, no, so but then that turned out to be very stressful because it turns out that when you play the crash symbols, you need to play it in exactly the right spot. If you're doing the national anthem and you miss it, that people are looking at you. And the other instrument I would go back and play is just the tuba. Now, of course, in our in our pandemic world, it does not seem safe to just be going around and like just putting your lips on <laughs> stuff that other people put there. But God, I had so much fun playing the tuba. Play I'd be back there playing band. the tuba. I was like, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. I'm a tuba guy. It's what I should be doing. Why did I take up the piccolo? I mean, it made no sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. Did you really play the piccolo? Uh, no. I, as a trombone, <laughs> I played the trombone. I can't believe you didn't remember that story. That's hurtful. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, you changed the. Uh, sorry, Russell. Go ahead. No. Next up on the list is a little. I'm going to give you guys a little Latin hip hop here. Ooh. This is Pueblo Cafe Toto Mevita. Check this out. This was from. Oh. Woo! Toda 
Yes. This is badass, is it not? Oh, I'm I shocked Aaron this. hasn't said, oh, I saw these guys in concert three times. I've not, I've not seen these guys. I wish I had. Oh, yeah, these guys run the uh, green grocer on my street. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone ever watched the show Silicon Valley on HBO, that's where I heard this song. It is so awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, the last song on the list, though, is someone I had to give Aaron. I gave Aaron the roots of the beginning, and I got to finish with another Aaron one here. Whoa. We're going out to Oakland. This is Raphael Sadiq. The oh. song is called Still Ray. And if you guys remember, D'Angelo <laughs> played his his album. He recorded Brown Sugar, I Sadiq, believe, at, Sadiq, at Raphael Sadiq. Sadiq's studio. Am I correct, he did. Aaron? That's correct, yeah. And so, Raphael so Sadiq check wrote out this and produced song. It's called some Still Ray, and it features the tuba. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Oakland legend. Well, this is kind of a sexy tuba oh, nice. song. Right? Like if a guy yeah, was playing a tuba be, and having sex with your wife, Tony. this is what it would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, this is outstanding. I'm so happy you found. Yeah, I do have a Raphael Sadiq concert story, which is that I had tickets to his concert and it was canceled. That's it. That's the whole story. But <laughs> I love that track, Russell. Holy shit. That was chapter two in Aaron's exciting book of stories. I mean, that... <laughs> Again, I had to edit out because a lot of us passed out. We didn't know what was going on by the end of that story. <laughs> by the 30th song of this album, we're going to get like four or five more chapters. Oh, I so good. That, I love that. I I, I, I do want to circle back to my joke about somebody cheating on your wife while also playing a tuba at the same time. Just picture that for a little bit. Like you hear this, you're, you're like, honey, I'm home. And you're like, oh, that's weird. She's not around. And you walk around and you hear this. Boom, 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 boom. You're like, wait a minute, what's going on? It's like, you're like, hey, honey, what's going on in here? He's just keeping it going at a medium pace in there. That tuba never yeah. gets Another too one fast. Of does it? Favorite subgenres of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard, of, I've heard of brass bands, but ass bands, I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's do I'm So Tired. Now, this is John Lennon's response to being in India for like a month, just hanging out. He's miserable. He's yeah, like I got a kid when you're like, a song about being tired, not a great look. He's like, hey, we're going to Six Flags. Uh, we're going to be there all day. We're going to have a lot of fun. And your kid just then decides to be like a real dick for the whole day. I'm mad. I want some cotton candy. And it's like, no, you can't have cotton candy. It's 930 in the morning. I'm tired. It's like, no, we are going to go meditate right now. And you're going to like it, John. I don't want to. I haven't been getting enough sleep. My bungalow is too hot. I hate India. John, come on, man. We're having a good time. Listen to this song. Martha, be mad on my Martha, my dear. Martha, my dear. That's granny I, shit. I don't like this. I'm so tired. You. My my mind is on the blink right now. I wonder, and I thought I should fix myself a drink and share with you guys, but no, no, Ooh. no. It's way too early for Russell's drink pairing of the week. Oh, you tease. Oh, that's good because we only have tease. about 35 songs left on this album. <laughs> All right. So then we go from. I'm so tired to Paul McCartney now playing probably one of the most gorgeous songs of all time, Blackbird. Now, they claim that the background noise you hear is a metronome. But then the engineer came out and said, no, no, no. I put something by Paul McCartney's shoe. That's him tapping his shoe. And I was like, yeah, right. It's so stripped down and beautiful. This is amazing. Yeah. So this song... I, you know, I always thought it was super simple. And then I started to read about it a little bit, which is always dangerous. But it's uh, it's played, or it's it's sampled, more or less, from Johann Sebastian Bach's, and I don't know how to say this, Rose, you might, uh, Yuri in E minor. Mm-hmm. 
Does that sound familiar? I don't know, but it, oh, it, yeah. the Bury distinguishes the melody and bass notes played simultaneously on the upper and lower strings. And so, I don't know, Rob, you're the guitar player. Is that an easy thing to play on the guitar if you play it? It, sound, it sounds really simple, but it, but it, it sounds like uh, McCartney and then Harrison were trying to kind of figure that out for a very long time since they were kids. And yeah. then they're kind of finally putting it on the album here. Yeah. That's but. what I've read about that song is that they practiced that. That was kind of like a warm up. It came off of a warm up that they would do as kids. And then they wrote that. Yep. That's actually the one complicated song I can play on guitar is Blackbird. Oh, yeah? And, and it's very annoying because every time I pick up a guitar in front of a group of people that I, like, I don't really know, Blackbird. but I have to show them like, I play Blackboard like boom, 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 and everybody's like, hmm. And then for the rest of the time, it's like G chord, G chord, C chord, D chord. This is the deal with this double album, right? It's just nobody's saying like, no, you cannot put this song on. It's not very good. We go right from Blackbird to Piggies, George Harrison. I mean, can you imagine a song that grates more? I more just Bach ugh. influence with the harpsichord. I love this. This We've talked about the harpsichord before. Yeah. You like this song? And, oh. And I, oh, it's so much fun. And I'm living a piggy life tonight, and tonight I'm drinking <laughs> Whistle Pig Piggyback 100% Ooh. rye. It's aged is it good? six years. That's oh, high-class yeah. whiskey, Russell. That's made in Vermont. So oh. we would always get that when we were in Vermont, and it was expensive as hell, that Whistle Pig stuff. But, man, it's, it's good. Cheap. If you like a good it's smoky good. Uh, rye or whatever, it's so good. It's good whiskey, Russell. There must be a lot of little piggies living out there. All right, listen. Pastiche is my favorite ice cream. Uh, Go for Aaron, it, how dare you talk over one of my great segues? I can't believe it. I know. Hit it. Okay, I'm going to do it again, and this one's very good. Pastiche is my favorite ice cream, so let's do Rocky Road Raccoon. Yes, oh! That was so good. Rocky Nailed Raccoon. it. Nailed yep. it. Yep. So I, I don't know why I've always liked this song, but I can remember playing like ping pong with my brother, listening to the A-track of White Album, and just putting this song on over and over. But, you know, again, it comes that back to that pastiche where they're just, kind of getting back to the country version of everything and trying to make fun of it, but not make fun of it, but kind of make fun of it. And so, I don't know. I just think it's just a fun song. I'm with you, Matt. And this is where I got to get sincere for a moment and say that I also listened to this song with my brother a lot. So something about it inspires brotherly love. I like it, Matt. I also wanted to get sincere and note that there are three songs in a row about wildlife here. You have Blackbirds, Piggies, and Rocky Raccoon back to back to back. It's got to be the first time in music history, right? (laughs) So nice. It's so nice. The Beatles were thinking about the world in a larger way. I'm still thinking yeah. about that tuba incident that I talked about <laughs> earlier, but I won't bring it up again. All right. Rob, stop this trying to make is, such happen. This, we have a Ringo, totally solo song of Ringo. Uh, oh, every solo Ringo is great, right? It is. I'm and once t- again, yep, once again, if you need if you need a karaoke song, go to Ringo. Just pick any Ringo song, and you'll be okay if you have to get up in front of a bunch of people. I don't understand. What's the, is it? An organ in the back? What's that sound they're getting? I think it's great. Boy, you guys listen to this way more than I did. Holy cow! <laughs> All the time. <laughs> it's a podcast about listening to music. Turns out listen. some of the some of the what's under the main host the subs is it yeah sub host assistant host. hosts. Uh, uh, here's the deal: you go to India, you're going on a, a meditation retreat, you see two monkeys deep in <laughs> it in the road. I mean, <laughs> and you write this song like. I know this was Aaron. Aaron, you said this is a big song for you growing up, right? <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, you're actually right, Rob. I love this song growing up. Yeah. I mean, I never heard songs about having sex. Why don't you 
I didn't hear songs like I didn't understand like you know the, there's a song called Sexy Sadie. We're talking about doing it. I mean, yeah, as an eighth grader when I got this on quadruple CD or whatever, I loved it. You you texted me about the song last week and I had to explain it to you. So I was I was like, well, that's weird that he doesn't know. He's got a kid, you know. But don't you think that song would be funnier? Nobody if- is listening. Let's do this podcast in the road. Don't you think it'd be funnier that instead of doing it in the road, he would have put in dirty words for it? Like, why don't we just deep it in the road? I think that's a better song. <laughs> You know what I mean? How many times does it say doing it in the road? Do you think we can come up with enough oh, yeah. filler for the whole song? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, pump and Start munch. from the beginning. I'm Why don't kidding. we pump I'm and munch in the road? <laughs> Why don't we, you know, slide the salami in the road? Like, there's so many good ones you could do that's better than just do it in the road and still respectful. Oh, no. to, you know. Why don't we whistle pig in the road? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Everything. You say anything, it sounds very dirty. All right. I will by Paul. This sounds a lot like when my wife is telling me that I need to want to do the dishes around the house more. Mm. She's like, why aren't the dishes done? I was like, oh, I didn't know. And I was like, you need to ask me. She's like, no, I shouldn't have to ask you to do the dishes. Just do it. And I always say, I I always say I will. Okay, I will next time. Like, I'll do the dishes next time. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And then I do the dishes. And then she's like, these dishes in the dishwasher aren't clean. You shouldn't have to clean the dishes to put them in the dishwasher. The dishwasher does the cleaning. Why do I have to clean the dishes and then put them in the dishwasher? It makes no sense. That's Roy's job. Wait a minute. I hear a tuba going on. Do you guys hear that's that? In my part? There's a tuba that's playing. Aaron, what were you I'm gonna, saying? I'm, I'm going to hire a tuba player for my next online date. <laughs> They're just going to sit in the corner, the, the, the corner of the bar. I already said it, Rob, but I think this, uh, I don't understand. I don't know what it is, but this song has some kind of um, percussion sound that almost sounds like someone tapping on their knee, like gives you that kind of old school feeling like you're sitting on uh, someone's lawn, watching them sit on their porch and play some tunes. I just love it. Julia. Half of what I say is meaningless. That's not a great start to a song. Why am I listening? Just bring in the energy. Okay. Listen, listen. We got to move on because this next song is the most insane song to ever be put on a famous rock and roll album. This song is wild to me that this song exists. What? First of all, it crushes, don't you think? It crushes. All I can think about during this song is like if it's my birthday and I meet somebody else who also has a birthday that day, I'm so mad. My birthday is my day. Like, this is not like you and I hanging out, having birthdays together. We're not going to have a good time. I want the birthday for myself. I'm Does super that surprise into you? birthday. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, but I'm su- I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because I need more ideas for music to listen to in the pandemic. I'm super into birthday twins and celebrity birthdays. So I can't let this song go by without mentioning that we're recording on February 26th. Yesterday, February oh. 25th, was George Harrison's <laughs> birthday and my oh. younger brother's birthday. My brother is birthday twins of George Harrison. And today, as we were recording, it is Johnny Cash and Erica Badu's birthday. And I just love that kind of shit. And I have to bring it up. And you can move on from there. But I had to say it. At least Aaron talked about 50% of the people that are at least alive still. I mean, Aaron <laughs> yeah. normally goes for all the dead people. But 50% is good, Aaron. The only Thanks, famous I person who's my that. birthday twin is Dennis Rodman. Oh, that's now, there's wonderful. a guy that's actually marvelous. If he was having his birthday, I would celebrate his birthday with him. Go out to Vegas. Oh, with yeah, him. In so Vegas? I don't know many I don't know many celebrities that share my birthday. I, I know Madonna is one, but have I ever shared you with you guys my theory that I am a reincarnated version of people who died on my birthday? I know who died on your birthday, but I know Who's, one. Who, let's, we gotta hear this. 
Two people died on my birthday. It wasn't the same year I was born, but at the same day. Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley. So I believe wow. that I got the worst parts of Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley. <laughs> I didn't know Babe Ruth. I knew Elvis. Oh, that's wow. Great baseball player who's also like a great musician. And they're like, they're like the other half. <laughs> they, got the, they got the good Garth half. Brooks. And I'm going to die on the toilet one day Garth eating like Brooks. a ham sandwich or something. Former Tigers <laughs> outfielder, Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mike, Mike Trout or someone got the other half, and I'm over here right now. So apparently in 68, when this was recorded, there's a big British blues boom, which is very hard to say. We got Jimi Hendrix. We got Cream. We got Fleetwood Mac. John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. Again, this is so much funnier when you picture Lennon being on a trip to India. And he's like, I'm tired all the time. I'm very Wanna tired. Die. And then he sings this song while he's on this meditation retreat in India. He wrote it there. Hey, do you want to come to the meditation thing? Yeah, just wait to write the song. Yeah, I'm lonely. I want to die. This is a lot like my, what my younger one does now when I'm putting her to bed. She has this real cool habit now of every night, right before she needs to go to bed to keep herself up, she will get herself sad about something or get herself angry about something. <laughs> and I know it's going to happen because I'll finish reading the book and I'll say, good night, sweetie. And she's like, I want to get a pet rabbit. <laughs> and she knows that I'm going to say no. And then she's going to be like, fine, I hate you. And then like go to bed all angry. And I'm like, what? what is going on? So I just tell her now, like, I don't talk about rabbits after 8 p.m. And now that makes her mad. <laughs> all right. Mother Nature's son. It's a nice song. It's tapping again. This sounds like a good This is a very pleasant album. I will say that. it's All these yeah. songs are super pleasant to listen to. Have we got an official Revolution number, get, yeah. <laughs> Revolution number nine. Yeah. Revolution number nine. 30, Real pleasant. Just 30 songs of pleasantness. No, wow, okay. honey pie. Ah, just lie I, back. I listen, to this, I listen to these albums at work in order. I don't have like a two-hour block to go through all these songs. So every time I would restart with Back in the USSR, because I love why, it so that's much. That's why you always just end up listening to Obla D, Obla Da over and over. Because it's so right? pleasant. Yeah, I agree with John. All right. So this song, everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey was recorded at a slow speed and sped up. <laughs> this was uh, a saying by the Maharishi that he just added and my monkey to the end of it. So apparently he would monkey. take the Maharishi saying and add, add my monkey. So these guys are in India. They're just fucking around. They're like middle right. school kids. Just like, like, Oh, let's meditate very seriously. And they're like, and my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the Maharishi would be like, so what did you learn from your trip here? And they're like, and my monkey. I believe Fats Domino has covered this, which came up in like some Spotify recommendations for me. It's really fascinating stuff. But when you know that's sped up, you can hear it in the song. All right, so John Lennon called a song, wrote a song about the Maharishi. He just changed the name to Sexy Sadie. Again, just messing around. These songs are good. I mean, you do forget too. This is '68, like. Sounds every so good. Sadie I've, every Sadie I've ever met, I've called left swipe Sadie. They always swipe left on me. I, I've never, I've never gone anywhere. Left swipe Sadie. Maybe their name is pronounced Sade, and then you're, that's why you're missing out. You're not that's doing true. what Rosie does. That's true. Uh, all right. You know one of my favorites. So this apparently what really showed what is Helter Skelter. Apparently the Beatles recorded this in the studio and were just going nuts, running around, huge long improv at the end of it. I remember hearing this in seventh grade at a kid named Renone's house, and the Richfield people know who Renone is. And uh, 
actively thinking, like, who in the hell is this? And he said, it's the Beatles. And I went, no way. Like, I, this is like my first introduction to the White Album, was hearing the song at Renone's house and just having no idea that the Beatles did anything like this. You know, I didn't know Sgt. Pepper's, didn't know anything. I just remember them from the bubblegum days. And so that, I don't know, that's a crazy song to me. Do you know what Helter Skelter is referring to there? When they wrote the song, a Helter Skelter in Britain is one of those swirly slides. Yeah. That's why he's talking about going down a slide at the beginning of it. So imagine if your friend, you were listening to that song and you were like, hey, this is cool. It's the Beatles. What's it about? And your friend was like, this is about the impending race war that's going down. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what Charles Manson said about this song. They were like, here's a song about a slide. And Charles Manson's like, hmm, yes, I do. I do hear this stuff about the race war. Like, how, it's so nuts. How could. All right. We've got long, long, long. They recorded this song for 18 hours straight. Longest recording session on the whole album. They're like, hey, there's 35 songs on this. We'll add this one to just call that out, right? And it's so interesting because like these songs compared to like Revolver or Sgt. Pepper, there's not much going on studio-wise. Like they're not doing that much creative, entertaining stuff that they were then. These are more kind of straightforward songs. There's multi-track vocals here, but yeah, a lot of it's more straightforward. This sounds like something that Tom York might have listened to as a kid, that somehow I can oh, hear gosh. the line between this oh, and Radiohead. That's all. Uh, I'm not going to go any further. Revolution. I'm just saying, you I just think it happened. Radiohead. Aaron, you're so smart. That's a smart thing to say. All right. Revolution <laughs> number one. <laughs> so slow. So what album is the faster version on that everyone knows? So let me, let me tell you about Nike that. Commercial. Rob knows. Yeah. So in Britain at the time, in the 60s, the idea of a single was not to be on the album. That's why no Beatles singles are actually on their albums. They're all released as separate singles. So when they wanted, they didn't have a single come off this album at all. But they released Revolution sped up in that version that you're more familiar with as their single. And John Lennon said, no, 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 no. I want to release the slower version as a single. And everybody basically told him, like, you are insane. We cannot do that. Nobody's going to play a song where you constantly, like, even now when you hear that, you think it's going to be playing faster. So there's my history for you. So I know a lot like about it. music too. Thank you. That's you should be a teacher. Here's a song that Jen L- John Lennon referred to as Beyond Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this song. Oh, no. Honey pie. I think about this song a lot right, also right because time. this is Aaron's food corner. Uh, there used to be a place in Oakland called Kroner, Kroner Burger. Uh, Chris Kroner, I think he's moved to L.A. He makes one this of the best This is our second burgers. mention of Chris Kroner in two weeks. I've never, <laughs> two of them. Wait, I've never mentioned Chris Kroner before. Come on now. Have I? Uh, it, it, you're going you're gonna to owe an apology. I've yeah. heard you reference him a Shit. week ago. I think last week you ate a cronut. Maybe that's what you were he was talking about. <laughs> well, Chris hey, Kroner, is he I mean, famous he is... for making amazing burgers <laughs> yeah. that also does pop-up restaurants <laughs> that you went to for Valentine's Day? Oh, you got me there, Russell. You got me <laughs> Shit. You listen to the podcast. Forget who does all our edits on our shows. Uh, like all I want to say is that he had a great pastry chef. I don't know her last name, but apparently her name was uh, I think Betty, and she made a honey pie, and that was the best dessert I have had in my whole life. It was a it was it was a honey pie, and that's what I had for dessert anytime I went to Kroner. And so now I always think about the song and the pie, and that's a it's a you know bygone days. For why me. do you? Why do you think about the pie on this song, but not Wild Honey Pie? Like the fa- we've talked because about how long this album is. The fact that there great. are two songs about honey pies is kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah, agree. 
A honey pie sounds super gross to me. Like I'm picturing just a big thing of honey with some whipped cream on top. You put your fork in, you can barely move it. <laughs> There's also another person out there that's done songs about honey, and that's Beck. You guys got to check out this song, Beck, No Money, No Honey. Ooh. So this was on one of his first albums ever, and I just think it's terrible. <laughs> and at first I was going to say, when it comes to making terrible songs about honey, Beck does it better than the Beatles because that first <laughs> Wicked Honey Pie song is so terrible. But then this other Honey Pie song is so good, it's so confusing. So what I'll say is, when it comes to making albums with one song about honey on them, who does it better? Beck did it better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into. So we're about halfway through the album. We're uh, gonna pause. I gotta go eat some truffles here. <laughs> so Savoy Truffle. This is another George Harrison song. This was named this because it was one of Eric Clapton's favorite candy. So again, more insult to injury. <laughs> hey, you like this candy? Yeah. You know what else does your wife when I deep <laughs> her? <laughs> he's eating cream tangerines while he, there's a tuba playing in the yeah. background while he's. Quote unquote, as Rob would yeah. say, deep dick his wife. Yeah. I Layla to her on the bed and deep her. What do you think about that? <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to bleep on this, on this episode. <laughs> no, I'm not bleeping that. Forget it. That's yes, I said. You I'm are. Clean. Yeah. No, you are 100% <laughs> bleeping that. Yeah, that has to be bleeped. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Cry, baby, cry. This sounds like Sgt. Pepper throwback, right? In terms of sound. Yeah. It's got a harmonium in the background. Oh, that's why. That's also a radio really thing. So this is more John Lennon being happy in India. <laughs> Having a great time. I do, I do feel like I'm coming off a little negative about the album. I do enjoy this album. I think it's fun. But I, the idea of him being so sad on vacation is so funny to me, especially as a parent. <laughs> I just can't get enough of it. You're Paul McCartney. You get a plane ticket. You head out of town. You're on vacation for a week. You come back and ask the band, hey, everybody, what's up? What'd you record? And they're like, oh, God, we put together this great song. It's like eight <laughs> minutes long. Check this out. Number nine. This is more abrasive than Aaron's audio on our first podcast. <laughs> I've listened to this whole thing many times in my life. When I, I was going through my Beatles phase, yeah, right, yeah. Matt. You like you study it. You just like, keep oh, picking up on that? other little things, and yeah. Do you guys enjoy it or not? No, I mean enjoy it. Like, what do you like? Would you go buy it? No, but like it's on the album, so you, you kind of just listen to what they put together. I don't know. Right. You I just figured this is the ultimate. We are so famous, we can literally take the shit on the stage, and people have to eat it. I will say, I think there is something to be said of like, if you think of this as like an art piece, but instead of a paintbrush, they're using audio clips. I do think it's an interesting thing, but I also think the idea that he was so mad at Obladi. And then he puts this on the album. I do think that's very funny as well. (laughs) And then finally, we have a Lennon lullaby that he wrote for his son, and he begged Ringo to please sing it for him. We have Good Night. Now. It's like a Disney song. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you a fun little story over top of this. Uh, When uh, Julian is Lennon's son from the other mother who's not Yoko, uh, when he turned 21, he got 50,000 pounds. 
which you can imagine at the time is not much if you are the son of John Just Lennon. Up some of that, those piggies and that bacon. And so he was also supposed to get a dividend from the Lennon like setup foundation. And Yoko Ono famously in the 80s mailed him a check for $1, oh, which was not great. So they at the time, they were worth $235 million. So this was kind of, and I think this is a good way to, th- to think about ending this album. Instead of, you know, so much now online, we see people, you know, fucking their stepmom. This is really the stepmom <laughs> fucking the kid. Like, this is a whole switch around. So that's the White Album for you. I think that's good. I didn't listen to that song, by the way, before this. So, so. super clean episode, everyone. What would happen if Rob were like, we're going to make a dirty podcast? Oh, yeah. oh, I want to. Oh, my God. If I could, if I didn't have Russell keep saying, no, 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 you got to bleep out that out every time, you guys should hear I'm just saying the thing. I'm not even saying everything I think. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> oh, no. I hold a lot of it in. My mom would always say that to us growing up. She's like, you think I tell you a lot of negative things about you now? You should see what I'm thinking. We're like, oh, thanks, Bob. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's I was awesome. embarrassed when my mom made fun of me for wearing the white jean shirt and the white pants. I can't imagine what else she held back from me now. Oh. I, I just pictured you in that outfit again, and it brings me so much joy. I don't even know how I was supposed to go uh, to sleep. So, guys, should this. we go to a retreat to India to do some meditation? I think that'd yes. be fun, right? Hell like, yeah. hell yes, yep. I'm and in. Especially, I'd be like, I gotta go three weeks. We gotta do it. The kids are here. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna be a much better person. And I'm is just there, there the whole time. Uh, sad. Is there some like Indian temple in Las Vegas we could just go oh, to? Oh, that's three weeks? a good idea. That's what I'm trying to holler at. The Taj Mahal. Is that a there casino? All right, let's get into everybody's <laughs> favorite by far, by far and away. It's everybody's. In fact, it's so good that it's the rating is in the sting. <laughs> and again, longer. It should be longer. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. So good the that the rating is in the sting. <laughs> Beck did it better rating system. Oh, the stereo is going to make that pop when you guys hear that on the podcast. <laughs> Beck did it better sounds better in stereo. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. You're going to hear the left and the right and the left and the right. And I'm not going to do that in post, by the way. Too much work. All what right. If, what if when you, hey, the best is going to be when Rob's saying the left and the right, the left and the right. If it's people got the wrong headphones in, it's going the right and the left, the right and the left. <laughs> I went on a walk today and my headphones were so quiet. And I was like, oh, these are not very good. And I came back and I realized I'd put them in the wrong ears. And I was like, oh, boy, good Friday. <laughs> All right. So we've got where does this? This, That's this in is in a few weeks. This is 29 on the list. Do we think this is a rolling well toned? That means it should be 29. It's the 29th greatest album of all time. Rolling Stone. Oh, chef's kiss. You did a great job. We love you, Rolling Stone. Every decision you make is so, so good. Is this album get rolling boned? Meaning it's too low on the list. Okay. It should be a higher number, but that's not really true. It shouldn't be a higher number. It should actually be a lower number on this list. So it should be one through 28. Uh, Well, I don't know about smaller. smaller. Because I would think number one is the greatest album, therefore the biggest. The word greatest also means biggest. So this is kind of the more minimal. <laughs> if you need to get bigger than one, you go to two. Or if you need to is get this smaller than two, you go to one. Grown. Okay, I'm going to record this once and just play it, I think. I think that's the best way to do it. That's a great idea. Is this a rolling groan, <laughs> meaning this is too high on the list? It should be 30, 31, 32. That idea is rolling. 33, 34, 35. Could be 36. It could be 37. <laughs> There's so many other albums, 38, 39, 40. And in fact, we go all the way to 500. So just think about this, guys. When we double what we've done so far, we're going to be all the way up to album 58. Oh, no. We're going to be a tenth of the way through. 
<laughs> My God, I quit. All Over right. under if we get to 100. We're so. Yeah. Uh, the rating system is very clear and played out. What do you think, Matt? What do you think of this album? Uh, you know, if, if for anybody who had to suffer through uh, episode zero or whatever, you know, you'll know that the White Album is one of my top four albums of all time, and I would not recommend. Please don't tell your friends to go listen to one of the first few um, no. albums or uh, episodes of this podcast. No, Start them off. It's like yeah. it's like looking back at what, how how you like dated when you first started dating. I think the first girl I dated, I told her I loved her within two days. Like I did the opposite of every <laughs> other guy, where they're like. I really, I really, I think I'm falling in like with you. Like I like you and shit and I <laughs> like you a lot. And I think about you all the time. It was literally like two days. And I was like, I love you. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, uh, wait, what? <laughs> no wonder the last seven first dates I took to White Castle haven't been going well. I should have never told him I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's going bad, just say I love you. That's a great desperation move yeah. I find. So, okay. So I yeah. haven't thought about that in about four years. So that's something I could talk to my therapist about. Awesome. That's good. I'm glad you're in therapy, Rob. Uh, no, actually, you guys are also my therapist. So that's, oh, that's gotcha. we're, after the post. I'm <laughs> so going to tell you some more stories. Yeah. So I, I'll, uh, you know, I think this is rolling boned. I think this should be way higher on the list. I think this is a top 10 album of all time. And uh, yeah, I, I will continue to listen to this album forever. I think it's great. Uh, well, you only have to listen to it about three more times to get to forever. So <laughs> it's very long. Uh, Russ, what did you think of this album? I is it rolling well toned? And that means it's okay. Rolling boned, it's too low, or rolling grown, too high. What do you think? <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the album. As you guys know, I wasn't a huge Beatles fan before we started this. And this might have been the type of album where I texted you the first time. I'm like, I can't understand these crazy songs. And that's when I said Beck might do crazy songs better. But I thoroughly enjoyed this album. It's it's really hard to rank this when they've got 30-something songs, right? Because if you take just the best half, oh. it's clearly the greatest album ever, right? I think so, yeah. If you if you cut this down to eight songs, greatest album of all time, easily. But when I was listening to it, I counted at least 14 songs that I think would be the best song in at least four albums we've listened to. So I think this wow. is by far the most Rolling Boned album ever. I think it definitely should be in the top five. The only reason I wouldn't put it up in that one to two range is you can't do two honey songs and the revolution <laughs> number nine is too crazy for me. So I'm not going to say it's got to be one or two, but this is so rolling bone. The fact that this is this low on the list makes me think the whole list should be invalidated. There's no reason this should be this low on the list. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of the, What do you think this should be rated? I'm having a real conflicted moment guys rolling well toned okay so let me explain it rolling well toned <laughs> he's conflicted over by the way I, I am gonna actually interrupt. shut up for a second Aaron I do want to point out this really is the album where we got the title of our podcast from because Russ literally texted us one day is like I think middling songs Beck does better than the Beatles and we said that is the dumbest thing we've ever heard <laughs> and that kind of is a good formation for the podcast where literally we just played a song of four minutes long of me calling our listeners dumb shit so it all comes around <laughs> in the end it turns out our podcast is actually very smart things get said just like Matt this album was a huge part of my youth I, I think I started my Beatles phase around seventh or eighth grade I, I've listened to this album so many times in my life, and then I've I've returned to it over the last month or so. And there are, I, I think, um, it's been clear as we've talked that there are songs that I just can't help but think about, and they're the, these are songs that are always in my head or on my shoulder in my life. Um, but as I've listened to the album this last week, I've found myself thinking it's kind of long, and it has some tracks that I don't really love. 
and I don't know that I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know that I'm as enthralled with it as I maybe once was. So I, I don't like saying this, but I'm, I'm going to call it a rolling groan. I just don't know if, wow. if as an Ooh. album, it really stands up. By the way, I, I don't in know my if the life whole is, is as great as the sum of his parts. In my life is yeah. not on this album. That was a different Beatles album. So it's true. It's not. <laughs> so got you there. Who's the music of genius now? It's me. All right. I'm going to give Wait, this I didn't album. Say in a- my life was on this album. Did I? My God, would you just listen to when you talk? I think you talk and don't, I think like you have like a, it's a one way thing. Like you can talk or listen, but you're going to listen. Actually, you're not going to listen back. So I don't know why I'm saying you're going to listen back and say that. So here's the deal. This gets a rolling. Why a double album? I don't know. Ooh, yeah. just, why? Why? If you had this song and too it was. Too many songs. Two of them, And it Rob. was Obla Di Obla Da. It was back to the USSR like three times. And then Blackbird and, you know, all the other. And, and there's some great songs in here. And it's a very pleasant album, but. It should be it should be cut in a third. I think it would be just the strongest album of all time. As long as they don't cut that piggy song, that's gonna stay. <laughs> and if you want a short album, this next one is for you. We got thirty on the list. Is this guy's this album? Jimi Hendrix. Are you experienced? This is my Wu Tang. This is the first CD I've ever owned. Oh, I know every oh. note of every song of this album. I know every lyric. Awesome. I when I started to play bass when I was younger, I could play almost every song on this album bass on it. It's Oh well, my that's God. good. Then maybe you can talk I'm a little excited. bit more on the next album. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll get a chance to hear from Rob. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I'm gonna f- next album. I'm gonna finally say what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm not gonna hold anything back. <laughs> so I think that's gonna be really good. Uh, so that's it for us talking about the White Album, and that's it for us on here on Beck Did It Better. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack Beck did it better Hey, Bungalow Rob, we all know you're a virtual reality snob Hey, Bungalow Rob Today, which adult film star gave you a virtual hand job? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I have to beep deep dick in. Can you imagine the world we live in? You guys have really never seen like people stuck in the dryer and then they get fucked? No. Oh, okay. No. Never mind. Neither have I. <laughs>